right, welcome back to another episode of the Strategy Inside Everything. This is a uh, an episode that's been fun to put together, and uh, today's guest and I actually have been talking for about ten minutes, um, and just realized we have to start the episode. <laughs> so, um, sorry about that, Darian. I, I stopped you uh, mid sentence because I was like, wait, this is actually really good information, and I'm I'm really interested. I think people listening would want to hear it too firsthand. So, uh, welcome to the Strategy Inside Everything, Darian LaBeach. Thank you. It's good to be here. Um, Darian is a strategic planner at Huge and also a lead organizer at Strategist, which is a community for people who think for a living, uh, which is today's topic is uh, community, uh, how communities are organized, how the, why they're important to us. Uh, and as strategists, there's a lot of conversation around uh, community and and how we compete and how we work together and how we can uh, be better as a, as a group together. Um, so it's, I'm interested in this topic because I want to see what you've learned as you've uh, had these gatherings and, and uh, gotten people together and had access to some of the surveys that, uh, that you guys have put together. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, it's been a really interesting learning process and an experience. We've, been doing events and or and organizing this community for a little under a year now and it's been it's been it's been so fascinating to see the the response that we've that we've that we've gotten so strategist was started essentially um, earlier this year we had our first event earlier this year but the community started to come together after our founder Tina Yip she sent out a survey back in 2016 to different strategists uh, in her network and it continued to expand and outside of New York and wound up on the computers of other strategists around the country. And it was just, it was a survey that was kind of just getting a sense of where people were at in their careers, how they were feeling, what they felt like they were getting not enough of, what they wanted to get more of. And it was, Super, I, I myself found the was on the receiving end of that survey and just kind of filled it out uh, just as bluntly and as honestly as I could. And then out of that came the, the first event, which was uh, called A Culture Of, and it was a culture of sneakers uh, that happened earlier this year. And it was... Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it was incredible. And so the first, so, uh, the first one was this interactive um, event where there were three different speakers. Each one of them was not from the advertising community, but there were people who were actually living in this subculture in different, in different capacities. So you had one person from Fashionista who spoke about the, the culture of sneakers and the drop and the cop and how all of that comes together. You had the CEO of StockX, which is the stock exchange for things. Uh, coming to talk about how the sneaker exchange market was such a huge piece of their business model and just the, the mechanisms behind how selling and reselling and buying of sneakers happens on this platform and how so many times people are selling and, and, and buying shoes without ever actually touching them themselves. It was incredible. And the third person was someone that actually worked at uh, the main Nike store here in, in New York. And so he talked about Nike and culture and he talked about all of these iconic moments from the, the 
three to 10 seconds or however long the scene is in Forrest Gump when Forrest pulls out, you know, the Nike Cortezes with the, right. the blue stripe. And that moment became the, that kind of like crystallized forever. And those shoes became the Bubba Gumps. Like that's all it takes for, uh, for Nike shoes in certain cultural contexts to become basically just like a, a cornerstone of culture. Uh, and it was, it was so informative. It was also just really dope that there was an interactive sneaker exhibit that was also there, a chance for us to kind of flip through some, some really interesting books on sneakers, different swag that was also given out. But what was great for me as someone who was just attending the event at the time was that it was a chance for me to get super, super smart about this culture slash subculture that I had done some research on myself for different pitches and projects here and there. But it was really cool to experience this subculture in a new way and learn something that I could take back to not just to my team, but also just to myself. Well, Huge is is famous. Um, I always go read the content that is produced by the agency on the ethnographies and the other pieces, the, the research pieces that you guys do into cultures and subcultures. So uh, no surprise to me that 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 was interesting to you. And it would certainly be interesting to me too, to get inside uh, one of those meetings and, and <clears throat> get exposed to a, a subculture. But if I can go back one step, you mentioned Tina sent out an initial survey. What was driving her? Like, did she have a theory or was she, what was she hoping to learn with that initial survey that launched this whole thing? Yeah. The initial survey really came about from a, from a personal just sort of a discontent and from some musings with people in her close circles with trying to understand why why she was feeling the way she was about where she was in her strategy career what even is a strategy career um and and what is what does that trajectory even mean what if i don't necessarily see myself on the same ladder as the people above me does that mean that i'm doing things wrong and, and the reason why I'm able to, to even list a bunch of those things without having looked at the survey in quite some time is because I was having the same questions myself. And I think they're really, they're really common questions for, I don't even know if they're exclusive to strategy, but I know that strategy is a pretty isolating uh, group or, or discipline because you're most agencies really haven't figured, especially in the U.S., have not really figured out where it lives or how it relates to everybody. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's exactly it, and it's it's funny because that's one of the one of the main problems that we've been trying to solve with strategists. So not to not to jump ahead too much, but but yeah, that was that was where the survey kind of was born from was was this feeling of of uncertainty as to well, what does what does all of this mean? Um, feeling isolated in uh, not just our careers per se, but also within the places and spaces where we were employed, like not necessarily always understand, people not necessarily always understanding how best to use a strategist or what strategy was actually supposed to do. Um, and realizing that there was kind of this uh, need to get to see if she was alone in this or if there were definitely a lot more people feeling that way. Um, and so after that survey went out, uh, there were 
several hundred responses to it, which was pretty incredible when you think about a survey response rate. Um, and, and from that, learned a lot of things about this community and how many people basically affirmed some of these beliefs about, you know, the uncertainty, the career trajectory uncertainty, the isolation, um, also the, the need for and desire for skills development, feeling somewhat stagnant uh, wherever, wherever people were. And, and for, for her and now us, it's realizing that we have an opportunity to, to solve a lot of those things. And I think that it, what we lose, uh, what we've lost over time is that community aspect, which is, which is by default uh, designed to, to solve a lot of those things. Yeah, so tell me, so the first one was uh, Sneakerheads. That was the first meeting. You, this, the survey came out. Tina realized, oh, okay, people feel the same way. I want to organize, I want to start organizing this. And is the, is each meeting uh, organized around something, you know, a subculture or speakers that come and talk about something outside of strategy in order to um, kind of get everybody's brain turning? Or is, is each one just totally different? Yeah, so... The guiding principles of all of the all of the events and experiences that we host and we organize are to to essentially make sure that there is a specific purpose and a goal that people are coming out of it. So we currently we have three different types of experiences. We have culture ofs, which are our deep dives into cultures and subcultures, and the idea is that we want people to learn about these different subcultures, learn something new about them, um, especially if they have been passively aware of it, but haven't taken the time or had the time to learn more about it, um, or if they are just completely unaware of it altogether, but want to learn something new. Um, and that, that piece right there was came out of the survey specifically, where people expressed by and large that they wanted to, like kind of this, I think one of the, the connective tissue between this you know, these people who think for a living and who either call themselves strategists or are problem solvers by nature is that there is this almost um, insatiable desire to learn new things. Um, and yeah. what came out of that survey, which was so fascinating, was that that was one of the top things that people were looking for, right? Was this, uh, was this ability to learn new things, to, uh, to consume a lot of new and interesting information. And one of the things that was kind of at the bottom of this list was actually um, like happy hour type stuff, which is, I feel like <laughs> what happens a lot of times with, you know, when people start to organize events is just like, oh, great, you know, just like, We'll throw our happy hour together and we'll give people, you yeah, know, it's the easiest, it's the easiest thing to do. We'll give everybody a drink ticket and, yep. and they'll just start mixing the problem solved, but nobody's really exchanging information on a meaningful exactly. level. Exactly. And I feel like that's where, like, I, I, I totally understand that sometimes, you know, there are constraints that events may have, but I, I think that it's not an excuse for, for lazy event design because then I think it only exacerbates problems where people feel like there's no benefit to community and there's no benefit to gathering together and the exchange of ideas when the opposite couldn't be more true. So what are, in your mind, you, you've been organizing this, what is some of the benefits you've already seen maybe firsthand that you, you know, benefits that you feel like you've, um, you've experienced or benefits that you've observed or that people have fed back to you? Like, what kind of impact is it making so far? Yeah. So uh, I mentioned, so one of the events that we do are culture ofs. The other type of events that we do are, are our equivalent, equivalent of workshops, 
which we, we sometimes call workshops, sometimes we call boot camps. The most recent one that we did was called Strategy Work in Progress, or WIP. And the, the really interesting part of this workshop is that we, so we had a speaker come, we had Nate Atkinson come from Local Projects and just talk about his approach to strategy and being kind of that hybrid creative strategist mindset. But the whole, the, the, the really interesting part of the event was when we, at the end of it, after listening to him speak, we had encouraged all of the attendees to bring a piece of work that they were in the middle of and wasn't quite done yet. And they just wanted to get some feedback from Nate and see how it could be pushed further, or, but also turn it to the entire community of attendees as far as how that could be, uh, how, the, how it could be strengthened. So I, we only had time to do one. And so I um, was the lucky volunteer uh, who got to show a piece of work that I had been working on. And when I tell you that it is actually a, a very scary sort of experience or a very vulnerable experience to, to take this thing that I had been uh, laboring over for quite some time. It was, it was, a, it was a strategy deck that I'd, been, uh, that I'd been working on and to show it to you know people who are oftentimes considered the smartest people in the rooms in which they are in <laughs> and everyone totally. has an opinion. Um, it was it was very it was it was so fascinating. But for me, it was a great opportunity firsthand to uh, to expose my my way of thinking to to other people, but also to in real time get uh, a very quick understanding of how other people see see the world, saw, approach problems, how they apply their personal experiences or what they've seen and their expertise to similar problems. And when I say that it was, it was such a, it really, it, it no longer was as daunting as, as I thought it would be. It was honestly just a chance for, for me to connect with these people in a different way. And I think that that's one of the pieces that gets a little bit lost within the strategy community, especially now that, you know, not to, not to, you know, poo poo on like on big data or, and, and all of the access to, to data analyses that we're able to do. But um, what we do in strategy, I firmly believe, isn't only rooted in, in the data that you can you know, find in a, quantified, in a quantitative study or, or from, a, from a survey or anything like that. A lot of what we do as strategists, you know, strategy doesn't happen behind a desk. And, um, and, for, and, 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 to, and in order to build out or to, to create better strategic approaches or to solve problems better, I think that there's also that art form to what we do, to the craft, to what we do that gets, that gets lost. And a large part of the craft is the crit, which I feel like creatives do, you know, almost instinctively, but also as a byproduct of having gone to art school and that being a part of the process. But I feel like that doesn't happen often enough with, with strategy and with strategists. So this, this crit of of my work and my strategy was i think super super informative and one of the things that people kept coming up afterwards to to express their appreciation for being able to to kind of see something that was still very raw um but knowing that everyone is is working sort of together to to make it stronger or at least bring like a new point of view to it um, and all in the in the service of honing honing our craft, uh, which I th yeah, and making it making it yeah, better, which is yeah. so important. 
Totally agree. You know, in the in the position I'm in now, where I've I've been speaking to a lot of um, people in strategy and uh, meeting a lot of people, I, I've noticed people are starting to send me decks and saying, "Hey, I'm really proud of this," or "Hey, would you take a look at this?" Um, and for me, I actually use those as an opportunity to step my own game up just by looking at. Mm-hmm a deck that someone sent me and saying, wow, who, who the hell? I would have never put this together this way. This is amazing. Or like, you know, just learning new ways to tell the story or learning new methodologies just from reviewing the decks. Never mind, you know, sometimes they'll walk me through or sometimes they just send me something and say, hey, what do you think of this? Um, so it's a two-way thing. You learn from observing and learn from reviewing work that you have no real context for just as much. Well, maybe not just as much, but you can learn a lot from from that as well as giving the critique of the work. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And plus, you know, strategy by, by definition is, is, is not simply an artifact that you create and then put away, right? Like it is, it is merely an approach to solving a problem. And it's something that can, can and should, you know, evolve as you are, uh, as you are solving this problem. Like sure. Yes, you do have the, the core strategy, but it does need to be, flexible and adaptive to the goal in which that you are uh, seeking to, to achieve. So it's- no, that's, that's a great point. Cause I, I, we're forced to create those artifacts to give our clients something that they feel is tangible, but you're right. It, it's really, sometimes it's not really necessary, but it feels like we're always shoehorning stuff into a deck format or to a format that they can take and copy paste into other formats as they need to. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I, you know, it's a it's a it's a byproduct of of where of where we are currently. But uh, but you know, maybe that's a I feel like that's a that's a conversation for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. What is the what is the third type of uh, engagement you guys do? So the third type that we that we do we call we call real talks, and this is these are more intimate. Uh, sort of settings where we have at most it's like 20 to, to 30 people um, that will that will be able to attend one of these events and I think that the closest thing that I could compare it to is kind of like a like a group group therapy session honestly um, where it is just a chance to come with uh, real questions with real concerns and just voice them and air them out and uh, I would say that that has been that that event We've done that one. Uh, we've had one of those with Wolf and Wilhelmine now, um, which was just a really, really powerful event because we had the two uh, two heads of Wolf and Wilhelmine, two managing partners, who uh, just sat on a couch and just talked to this small, intimate uh, group of strategists about what they had dealt with and kind of finding themselves in the positions that they were in. Um, they were answering questions where people were felt a lot more comfortable with just voicing some real concerns or real uh, sort of problems that they felt that they were dealing with either in their own personal agencies or careers. Um, and it was, it kind of pulled away, I think, the the artificial sort of boundary of like, them and us that I think a lot of of like panels and uh, and similar types of events create where it is just a chance for the person on stage to bestow 
wisdom and answers. Um, but in reality, we're all coming together to figure out what those answers can be based off of our combined circumstances. But I think that, you know, I, I totally understand when, it, when you start to, you know, to plan larger events that there, in terms of building out that intentionality, you may want to have like the specific moderator that's going to keep things on track or, but sometimes, and then at the very end, it's like, all right, well, like, are there any questions now? But, you know, there's like, there's, you're not really like looking for questions. You're just looking to kind of cap it out in a way. Um, and, and that's, it's, it's, it's stuff like that, that we wanted to, to really shy away from. And when we were designing all of the different experiences that we're creating with this, we, we looked at, you know, the, the types of events that we feel like are prevalent within not just our industry, but also across the board and looking at, you know, is there truly intentionality and impact that is coming out of these or are a lot of these events designed to provide a platform for either the the person or the groups of people to 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 brag about themselves or to uh or to basically um come come across as if they have all of the answers but in a way that doesn't actually become beneficial to the people who are there to be serviced um right and 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 so for for us you know, each one of these events and, you know, whatever else we were actually discussing, uh, including some additional types of events that could could still, that could fit within the, the offerings that we have to the community and just in a way to, to add value. But the idea is that everything needs to be designed to be beneficial to this community who has voiced to us that they want to be here and that there are things that they want to get out of being here. Um, and so for us, it's, you know, how are we providing them with the tools to become smarter at the, not just their, their jobs, but the products that they're on to not feel as if they are isolated in what they're doing and they have other people to bounce ideas off of in any type of setting that they want, that they can, without being cliche, bring their whole selves to this community and not feel judged for, for bringing something that is work in progress. How can we encourage vulnerability through structure and through very precise goals um, that essentially serve serve our peers and with the with the connection that they so crave? Yeah, I love I love what you guys are what you're doing and the the reason behind it. Um, I have I have questions. Uh, what is what holds back community in a in a general sense? What what prevents community? And it can be specific to strategy, but it can also just be, you have a lot of experience thinking about it. Um, what, what makes it stop? You know, what kills community? I think one of the biggest killers of community is, is the moment that you, I think, I think it's laziness. Because I think the moment that you, <laughs> that you like, and, and this, this is on both ends, honestly. I think that there is a, uh, kind of a, a laziness from the from an organizer standpoint if there, if there is like a, a specific organizer of that community where if there's not intention behind the the types of 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 things or events or curation or whatever is being designed for attendees then you allow 
people to start thinking, well, is this, is this even worth it? And the minute that that thought kind of creeps into someone's mind, I think that you're on a road to, uh, a road to ruin. Um, on the other hand, I think that there is also an inherent laziness that we have as individuals where, which is somewhat connected to the laziness of curation, where if we start to believe that, you know, well, I can, I can put this off or I can, I can go another time or it's basically the same as, as what I did this, the past two times that I went, what's the, the real value there? It's, or what, like, how am I, uh, do I even really have the time? You know, it's, it's not the, the cliche that, you know, everyone has the same 24 hours because I, I think that's a whole nother discussion. Everybody, everybody doesn't, but uh, we do make time for the things that we believe are valuable and are valuable to us. Um, so on the curator's part or whoever is organizing events, there is a, there is a, 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 a command that and a charge to, to you, to me, to us, at strategists in particular, to, to ensure that we're not being lazy with the way that we are designing our event experiences. Um, because if, if, we, if we are lazy, then it is essentially telling our community that what you are choosing to come to is not actually worth making time for. And that's right. how we're, we're not putting in our best effort. So we don't expect your best effort when you come here. Exactly. It's, it's, it's when, cause community, I think, again, and this is why I think that there's that, that symbiosis, right? It's not about, you know, the organizer makes the community and the, it's, and, or, and it's not just the people who are there make a community. I think that there needs to be, or, and for an effective community, you, it has to be more of a, a relationship where each one is doing their part. Um, to ensure that there is a mutual value exchange, right? It's the it's the whole idea behind. For us, I think you could, you. I would say that some of the strongest strongest communities, right, are the OG communities, right? It's it's or villages, and 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 I think that there is so much truth to the idioms where to the idiom that you know it takes a village to raise a child, and that you're not just a part of this community and and just taking something back, but it's the expectation that everyone is com contributing to this community, to this village, whether that is your child or not, you are still helping raise them. Whether that is your business or not, you are still helping to support them. And that's how yeah, community um, works. I'm tracking with you hundred percent. How do you get people to contribute? You know, with that, with that framework that you've created, I, I 100% agree. And, um, it sounds like the events are really active and you have people uh, really engaged. And I, I love the idea of having three different types of meetings so that each time is a little different than the time before. But how do you get people to um, contribute? First of all, you have to, you have to ask them. Um, I think one of the, my, it's interesting, my partner, she does events for, uh, for large, for, 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 or she used to do events for a large tech company. And one of the, the interesting things that she noted during her time there was that a lot of the events that were that were being designed, or essentially the way they looked at them, were products that uh, could be could be sold. Uh, part of their events were products that could be sold to vendors and stuff like that. Is that they were designed specifically to be bought by by these uh, by these sponsors. Um, so these different sponsorships, 
um, opportunities, but there was not a a middle a middle person who was also looking to understand well what do these attendees even want to get out of these experiences. Um, I think that it's it, it's a very simple answer. It, it 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 feels almost too simple, but I think that just constantly checking in and it's not just with you know a post event survey, but it's about constantly like. It's about constantly asking our, the community and the people who you're servicing, servicing, what is it that they want? So even for us, we're in the process of developing um, basically like a, another check-in type survey to understand where are people at right now? Because if, if we believe that we have created something that becomes a solution, then the way that we have to measure that is by the impact on on the people who have been coming. Do they feel differently since they since we began than they did before? Um, and if so, what does that then mean for the types of the way that we design our events, and the way we curate our events? Um, but we can't know any of that unless we ask our community questions. And it's not just at the, the standard times, but it is also at the um, it's 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 almost as much as possible without becoming annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. You almost need to create a panel that you keep going back to. <laughs> um, almost because it's you know I it, it, there there are some efficiencies right like you you would want to you know get the most reflective voice of like the whole community. We don't want to ju just send out surveys all the time. I think that we're we benefit from the fact that we. This is so new um, that we can continue to to flex and evolve and just kind of be scrappy about the way we reach out to the community. But it's something that I'd be lying if I said that we couldn't be better at it. Um, but that's that's have our you, mandate. Have you thought about just like setting up a Slack channel or something for everybody who to participate? So it's kind of an open forum, or is that too? Late? No, it's inter it's interesting you say that because that's part of where where we are in our in our planning phase right now it's it's for us we made a very deliberate and con and deliberate decision to not set up any social media platforms for strategists um, because we 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 felt that we could truly build a community that that both felt and looked um, like it was providing people with with the value that they subscribe to and nothing additionally superfluous by only having this community exist via email um, for the time being. Uh, as far as a Slack channel, it's something that we are playing with the idea of um, only because we, we don't want to oversaturate, but we also want to learn from, from other groups. There's, I think there's the open, there's the open strategy had a, had a website that used to do a lot and I'm not sure if they had a, a Slack channel as well. There are people. Yeah, geeked. they still they still have a uh, Slack channel for Open Strategy. Yeah, and so it's like, are is what we are providing? Is it an addition to? Is it necessary to create a whole separate uh, place that that does that serve to further fragment, or does it strengthen the the community? Um, and and for us, I think it's I think it's about going back to you know what are the very precise, deliberate goals. We want to ensure that this community that we have been able to build uh, and gathers offline 
um, but we're able to do that through digital channels, how then do we translate that to an online community that can make it sustainable, that can also, if in, you know, in a five-year vision, flex to potentially chapters uh, across the across the country or world. It's, it's, it's fascinating because we, we have people who reach out. Uh, I think one person found our event who was in uh, Singapore and they asked us like, how can we bring this to Singapore? And it's just like, whoa, we're not, th- we're not there. Yeah, we, <laughs> we have no idea. Yeah, we have, we have no idea. And that's, <laughs> and that's, there's a, there's a beauty and also kind of uh, uh, an, oh my God, like um, we, we are definitely onto something, but how do we ensure that we are Take, making very deliberate steps and concerted effort, and taking a very concerted effort to uh, to do this as smart and as in as in and as valuable way as possible to the people who want to be a part of this community. Well, let me ask you this then: if if in Singapore they just started their own chapter without you know they asked you and you said we're not sure yet, and they just started meeting and doing it their own way, if that was working for the people in strategy in Singapore. That would be a victory for for you. I mean, it's not like you're. Do you care? One hundred percent. No, absolutely not. Yeah, you don't care if there's a brand associated with it. It's not like it's for profit. Exactly. It's really just for you're trying to build a community. So if it happens organically, amen. Then then again, it goes back to you know those measures of success. Like, did we do what we set out to do? You're absolutely right. That's awesome. I love to see that there's that there's the interest. Um, I know for sure. Um, I just missed one of your events uh, when I was last in New York. So um, next time I'm there, I'm definitely going to hit yeah. it up. I'm going to try to schedule. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, it's it's amazing. You know, like one of the last events we had, we there was we we held it in a in a co working space, um, or it was, a, it was a startup incubator actually called Voyage, um, and Voyager, excuse me. And it there was a strategy director who had been working in the building on a different floor and was just kind of was leaving and saw our sign down at the front desk and was like, wait, this, I'm a strategist. Like <laughs> I haven't heard of this yet. And she, <laughs> instead of leaving, she came back up to the event um, and is now part of the community. It's, you know, there's, there's those moments. And then there's, you know, it doesn't, it's okay. If, you know, you miss this event, the idea is that you should know that there is going to be another one that's going to be just as good, if not better. And maybe it is even more relevant to what is going on in your life or in the world or in culture at that time uh, so that there's no question as to whether or not if this thing is going to be good or valuable to me. And, and as we grow, yeah, it's like we, we, want, we want people to, to, feel, to feel emboldened. And the idea is that we are, that we are all connected to this. I think it's, it's awesome that, you know, Tina and, and I can, can essentially lay the foundation for this. And as much as we can be a resource to to this community, that is that is our mandate. That's really cool. And I, on a personal, oh, I lost you. Uh oh, can you hear me? Oh no, you're you're back. Okay, you're back. Good. <laughs> um, when you told me about this, I don't know, last month or two months ago when we were chatting, I felt comfort just knowing it existed, just knowing that you were that you had done this and you had had meetings and you were building it. I'm on the other side of the country. It's unlikely I can attend, but I was, I felt like, Oh, that's so good. I just felt uh, relief that knowing that people were organizing and, and having these conversations, it just made me feel, um, 
somewhat safer or <laughs> more part more plugged That's, into it. That is that is the best thing that I could have that I could have that you could have said honestly because I mean yeah you know we've 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 tweeted um, a bit. I I started following you after after reading your book and um, it has just been so it's been so good right i think you know we have the we have the tools to stay connected um with uh with technology um but what are what are those things that we can that we can do that you know like almost to to not to to pander but it's you know if we underthink it it's just like oh if we create an if, if we create a community, if this is a thing that is missing, it's like, yes, we're all connected via technology, but are we really connected? Are we really like engaging with one another? Um, why do we feel so so isolated when we're more connected than ever? And it's because we're, we're not as connected as we could be, not in the ways that we need, so. No, we have the tools to be connected, but we're not accurate, we're not actually connecting. Exactly. So, and I, I do agree that, uh, I love the idea of not setting up all the social handles and just starting like blasting out content, make it personal, make people have to get up out of their, out of their routine and go to a place and actually meet face to face because um, as, as nice as it is to have a Slack channel or people on Twitter, it's not the same thing as sitting in a room and being able to elbow somebody next to you and say, Oh my God, I had that same thing happen to me. <laughs> Did you hear what you just said? It's the best. Exactly. Exactly. And those are, and, yeah, and it's great. That's, <laughs> I was just going to say that, you know, that's, that it's, it's, uh, it's been a real, it's been really fulfilling. I think just, you know, from, from a personal aspect and, and feeling, you know, some of those, those same, those same struggles that led me to, to feel so passionately about joining Tina on this, on this team and to, to work, you know, so hard to make sure that this is something that, people that people enjoy um but to your point it's you know when you when you create something that people do have to get up and you know when you have to put effort into something it's just it's just that's a i guess one of those secret behavioral economic things but it's um you know when you when you have to when there's effort that's put behind it there's there's an additional reward factor that you that you start to understand that there's value that you start to ascribe value to it's the endowment effect is what they is what they call it. That's exactly what it is. It's like why you think IKEA furniture is better than it is. Exactly. All right. Well, this has been awesome. Um, Darian, tell people where they can find you and more importantly, if you have a, a strategist meeting set up, tell me when the next the next one or two are. If you have them, dates, I'll link to them and share them out as often as yeah, I can. Yeah, absolutely. We're working on confirming our next event, but uh, everyone can stay up to date by joining the community at strategist.co. That's strategist without the vowels. And uh, be on the lookout for, once you've done that, be on the lookout for some information. It's gonna be a good one in August. Um, we're gonna have a, a really, really interesting conversation about the, the future of the agency model um, and, and the chaos that seems to be uh, kind of uh just attached at the hip um to it and what that means for strategists and the creative community in general um but we've got a lot of really really good stuff coming up and uh would love to just be connected with anyone who 
identifies as a strategist or as a problem solver. That's cool, man. Are you are you guys? I won't be in New York for that one. Are you guys going to be streaming that one or uh, capturing video or audio? We'll that? be doing a a recap that will that will start to become an ingrained part of what we do. So if you can't make it in person, um, definitely uh, still sign up and join the community because those recaps are still super informative um, and also thought provoking. Beautiful. I love it. Darian, thank you so much for making time. I, you, you've met with me after hours, so I really thank appreciate Thank you that. so much. This was amazing. Can't wait to, to meet in person and continue the conversation. Yeah, great yeah. talking with you. This is awesome. When I'm next in New York, you're, uh, you're on my list. Sounds for good. Beer. I'll see you in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me when. You're welcome Perfect, anytime. perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. A lot.